Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But at night, WEEI, we will uh, talk to Andy Hart, top of the hour, 7 o'clock. We'll also mention some breaking NFL news during the break. Uh, Von Miller coming to the AFC East, signing a six-year, $120 million deal with the Buffalo Bills. We'll get uh, Andy's reaction to that coming up uh, after 7 o'clock. But joining us here live from Fort Myers, the Harbor One Hotline, uh, on the eve of Red Sox spring training. He was there today for a very busy news day. It's our report from the fort with our buddy Bradford at Bradfoe on Twitter, Rob Bradford, WEEI.com. Hello, Rob. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Spring training. Spring training games. Let's go, Mutt. Right in the, you're in, are you in the booth where Joe and Will oh, will call tomorrow's opener, 105? I am sitting in the chair where Joe Castiglione is going to be making the call tomorrow and uh, talking about people like Kristen Stewart and um, <laughs> Josh Winkowski. <laughs> Oh, some Red Sox favorites. And again, we'll have the opener tomorrow, spring training opener on the Shaw's and Star Market WEEI Red Sox Network 105. That'll be 850 here in town. Also streams uh, on the Odyssey app there, Rob. Let's start with the the big news of the day, and that is the Chris Sale announcement. I guess Bloom told you guys before, and then Sale uh, talked afterwards. He's going to miss the start of the year. Rib fracture, weeks, not days before he throws. Uh, Your reaction, and how big of a blow is this to the Red Sox uh, competing for a playoff spot this year? I mean, I think they have enough as long as it's not going to linger throughout the course of the year. I mean, when I say linger, I'm talking about getting into June. If you can get to June with this team and be in it, I think you're set up to be okay. Now, that's a big if. The one thing that that caused some concern for me when he was talking – because, but I don't know about you. Like, I have never heard of this. I had never heard of, like, stress fracturing a rib for a pitcher. Nope, never. And, and and I asked Bloom about this. I asked Sale about this. And they're like, oh, well, it's a rotational game and so forth and so on. But I still had never heard of it. The only thing that Sale said was Benintendi. Remember, Benintendi had the rib thing back in back in August uh, 2020. And that certainly shut him down for the rest of the year, which is only a couple months. But still, it was a couple months. And so I would love to know like how it impacted Andrew Benintendi because that's the only thing I can go by. But, I, I, you know, there's no question. I mean, when you're talking about your number two starter, a guy that you're putting a lot of uh, faith in, and you have Nick Pavetta, a guy who really hasn't gone stem to stern for an entire year, been been a dominant guy as your number three, now moving up to number two, you know, it, it's not it's not great. Yeah, it's a tough spot for sale, too. Like, I, you'd like to sit here. It's, it's, a, it's a bad break, as he said. I, I think the line was – 
was about something about getting the car already. Oh, that's great. What was the line? I just want, first of all, how you cannot drop in a Talladega Nights reference, car <laughs> ran good. Car didn't run good. So his, his quote was something along the lines of, you know, I built a, I built a badass car. It just never got to the, to the race or something like that. So, uh, he's, he, listen, he's, I, I appreciate his quotes. I appreciate his honesty. I, as we've talked about many, many times, this guy absolutely gets it. Yeah. He is the perfect example of how you function as a Boston athlete, as a Boston star athlete. But it is, it is frustrating when you have to – it's frustrating for him when he says, you know, I'm, I'm getting paid to do nothing. Once again, I'm getting paid to do nothing, and he's not wrong. So he's out of the rotation to start. It's hard at the back end. We, we talked about it last time we, we got together about what the plan would be for Whitlock and Hauk. Does, does the sale injury in your mind change anything about the roles for those two? It sounds like they're going to stretch out to start the year, and does that put them in the rotation now given that Sale's going to miss a couple of months? I think that they're downplaying it, but I think that certainly the mindset has to change more than it was before. And maybe when they're talking about stretching these guys out, even the other day, because they knew and we didn't about Chris Sale. Yeah, I, I think that you have to entertain that because these are you have built-in possible replacements. Now we don't know what the third time to the order looks like with Tanner Houck and Garrett Whitlock, but at least you have the the upside of the stuff. You have the capability, and not a lot of teams have those sort of options. So I got to imagine one of those guys. Now you do that then you thin out what I think is the weakest part of your team right now, which is your bullpen. Because I, I would love to see Hauk and Whitlock as late-inning guy. Totally I would agree. love to see, well, right? I, I, one of those guys emerges the closer, like Whitlock potentially. Like I, I I don't trust Matt Barnes. I know he is explained to the media what happened at the end of last year, but a plus-six ERA in the second half and no swing and miss stuff. Like I, I, Until I see it, I don't believe he can be the closer. And I'm with you, Rob. Those are live arms that would really fit well at the yeah. back end. And, and if, if Barnes fails again, like I heard you joke about, like, Brian Brazier's the closer? That's a bad spot to be nah, in. So as we sit here right now, what what I would do, because I know that Bloom is very, very intent in terms of listening and caring what I say. Big time, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, but I would you know, just say, Whitlock, you're the closer. You're the closer right now. I agree. And w- that might even be a two-inning closer. I don't know what it is, but he showed at the end of the year last year that he has that mindset. He can get on the mound in the pressure situations and have that stuff will play. So he's a closer. Then you figure out what you have in Barnes. You have Diekman, who is a late-inning guy, late-inning lefty. You have Brazier there. You figure it out. Maybe you get one more somewhere along the lines. And you put Hauk in the rotation. And now – like he has to go out and prove that once again he can get through to the third time through the order, and they'll say, "Oh well, that's not a big deal because that's not how baseball is played anymore." But here's the thing, Mutt. Okay, you know you need some guys to find the third time through the order at some point. You know, Avaldi can do it. You know, Pavetta maybe can do it sometimes. But after that, you know, you have Tanner Houck, Rich Hill. I think you know is good, but he's not probably a third time through the order guy. Neither is Michael Waka. So you you gonna you're gonna have to get something out of Tanner Houck there that you probably weren't counting on before. Rob Radford live in Fort Myers joining us on the eve of Red Sox spring training. It's Mud at Night W E I. Positional guys we need to talk about. Let's start with Rafael Devers. I mean, you've been all of this story for going back a year. Um, wanted to potentially be here long term. Turns out the Red Sox not extended him uh, a contract extension offer yet, which is wild because you were saying when they saved all this money off the bets trade a couple of years ago. Of course, you roll that money 
in a Rafael Devers. So let me ask you, Rob, how surprised uh, were you to hear him to say that a couple days ago? They have not uh, come forward with a contract extension. And what does that signal to you about their plans for Rafael Devers? Well, you know, if that's true, it's shocking, number one. Oh, do you not, are you not believing it? You don't believe Devers when he said that? I mean, I, I guess I believe him, but there's been different – have they come to him lately? Maybe not. But I was told you know, a couple of years ago that they were going to come to him by, you know, people pretty high up in the organization. And how will you not come to him? That doesn't make any sense. You know, it doesn't – when you're, you're – t- I mean, if you don't want to come to him now, fine. But it doesn't make any sense that they didn't come to him before. So, yeah, I would be shocked. And they should. I mean, they absolutely should. Why, but what's the downside of that, Mutt? What's the downside of offering unless you don't want them? And, and here's the thing. This isn't, this isn't like Xander Bogarts where you have a guy who is, is – everyone wants Xander Bogarts here in an ideal world but is far from an ideal world and it's a square peg in a round hole in a lot of ways. Rafael Devers is just a guy that you probably want along, around a long time even if it's at as a DH. So why wouldn't you try to keep him around here a long time? Yeah, it's frustrating for me. I'll give our guy Red Sox stats on Twitter credit. Like he joked, it's been a year plus waiting for this to happen. The Braves got the Matt Olson extension done literally like 12, know, right? 12 hours. So I, I, I don't know what's holding it up, but I'll be curious to watch your reporting on that in the next couple of weeks. The other one is Xander Bogart, who well, this one caught me off guard. Like he, he definitely hears and reads everything because as you wrote about today on WEI.com, he gave sort of like – don't forget about me here in Boston when the Correa stuff came up. And I wonder if he's starting to wonder himself, am I going to be traded? I let him walk here. Does he want to be here long-term? What do you think the outlook is for Xander Bogarts, a guy who you said a couple weeks ago they should talk about trading? And for me, I know he's a square peg in a round hole. I want him here long-term because he can play in Boston, and those guys don't always pan out when you sign him as free agents. So there's a lot, of, there's a lot to pick through what you just said. Number one, I, I agree. I, I want him here, too. I want the guy to retire in a Red Sox uniform. He's the type of guy that you would love to go stem to stern when it comes to his career in one place. Absolutely. But at the same time, what I said before can be true as well, which is you know, that you should explore a trade for him because, once again, square peg, round hole. It doesn't, there's a lot of this which it doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up where, you know, he, Xander Bogarts, one of the things that he said yesterday, I'm a shortstop. Why are we even talking about playing second? <laughs> Why are we even talking about playing third? I am a shortstop, and don't forget about me. I mean, he obviously wants to stay here, but he also wants to be a shortstop. So if that's the case and your number one prospect is a shortstop, and, and by the way, the Red Sox, when you sign, even if you sign Xander Bogart, do you think that they're going to keep him at shortstop the whole, the whole live long day? No, you aren't. And you want to move him to third? Well, Rafael Devers is sitting there, and I think they want to keep Rafael Devers probably over Xander Bogart. So, which leads you to the Freddie Freeman thing. Uh, John Heyman and others continue to, to link the Red Sox to you know this awesome power bat first baseman, absolute star, uh, leaving the Atlanta organization. Do you believe the, the smoke when it comes to Freeman and the Red Sox right now, Rob? I do, um, but let's see. I mean, really, let's see. I believe there's interest. But there has to be that first time where Heim Bloom pays more than Jackie Bradley's contract, right? Yeah. Because right now that's the most expensive thing that he's paid for. So you you have to there has to be that time 
where he shows that I am not afraid to go and invest in someone like Freddie Freeman. And we've talked about this before, Mont. It's okay to pay for certainty. Every once in a while, you're going to have to do it. I can, you can certainly make the case for Freddie Freeman as a good fit for this team. And I know it might get uncomfortable for those people who really want to see the young players like Cassis and Dahlbeck and all these guys, but I'm sorry, but Freddie Freeman is a perfect fit in a lot of different ways for this team. So I do believe it. I'll get you out on this, Rob, because things will start to pick up here as the games get underway. Um, Not specifics, but do you feel like they're involved in anything here? Like, I think there are a lot of Red Sox fans here. I don't want to speak for the, the Sox fans listening tonight across New England, but I think they're waiting for something here. I think they're waiting for the Red Sox to be the Red Sox, whether it's Freeman or Montes or uh, Manaya, like or some sort of help and investment in this team. The CBT number has gone up. They've got $20, 23000000 million to spend. Are you hearing rumblings they are planned to do something here in the next couple of weeks? No, it, it, well, I, I wouldn't be. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I Rob mean, other, for uh, yeah, yeah. No, Carrie, <laughs> I gotta, go, I gotta go to dinner. Twin Peaks is calling. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that it, it was interesting to hear Bloom talk today. Before he dropped the sale news, I honestly thought that he was coming out there for the for the sole purpose of addressing basically the fan base saying, hey, listen, just because we don't make big moves doesn't make they aren't aren't the right moves. And he cited a lot of the stuff that they did last year where, where people thought they weren't important, but they ended up being important. And it comes back to what we said before, Mutt, is that he's got some bend for the doubt here because they made it to the LCS doing it his way, which is not investing a lot. So, you know, I, I think that – He's going to keep going down that road as long as he can and find value where he sees value and not get caught up in in the big-ticket items. But sometimes, like Freddie Freeman, sometimes it's worth investing in the big-ticket items. And I think think that's – what you know, people really, really do want to say. I, it'll be interesting also to see where ownership comes in on this because Mutt, the thing is, is that the ownership, if they don't sell tickets, if they lose and they don't sell tickets this year, then that benefit of the doubt of finding value in guys, well, next offseason, there's not going to be about a, de- a debate about if they're going to invest in the big guys. Yeah, they're projected fourth right now in the division. I think that's pretty fair. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that because it's so early in the process and there's still so many free agents out there. But we'll keep an eye on sort of where their odds go, where they're projected to go. We'll keep an eye and an ear on Rob Bradford. He's in Fort Myers uh, with our friends at McFarlane Energy. Thank God they sent you down there. Oh, McFarlane. Thank God McFarlane sent you down there with all that gear to wear. for people. Oh, my goodness. Can you just yell McFarlane for me? Cause That's it, a Brian Barrett thing. I'm not okay, going to. McFarlane, trademark. yes, they, we are powered by McFarlane, and there's no place that I want to be powered by. More than McFarland. Yep, they so. want to they want to power me down there to Fort Myers for weekend. Oh, I like that. I haven't there. seen you. I, that was the, my favorite spring training. You doing push ups, playing basketball. It was great. It was a fun time. Uh, a pregame tomorrow. Uh, not no pregame, but you get the spring <laughs> training game uh, tomorrow. One hundred and five. Uh, Rob, thank you. Thank our buddy Doug Lane as well. We'll talk to you yeah, next week for I sure. Will. Thanks, uh, Rob Brad for joining us live uh, in Fort Myers. Report from the Fort. Uh, McFarlane Energy, a proud sponsor of all things Rob Bradford here uh, across the Shaw's and Star Market Red Sox network opener tomorrow. Uh, simple question tonight, patience or panic for Patriot fans at 617-779-7937. And has that changed now that Von Miller is in the AFC East? He's a Buffalo Bill. We ask you and Andy Hart next, hour two, Mud at Night. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.